the picture that God brought before me was when a tender plant is growing and you are in a windy place, you put a net around it and you give a support um, stick or a, or a rod and you tie the plant to it. You put a net around it so that it's not blown away or broken down, destroyed, in short. This is something that every believer needs to do. Have that rod. Have the net around yourself. As the Bible says, Jesus said this, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. From your heart. Where do we get life? Where do we get life that can come out of our hearts? Where? It comes from the Word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, we saw that Sunday, as the Lord spoke to us, and also the previous week from the same scripture. God gives life. His word gives life. And that life goes into us, and now once it goes into us, it's important for us to keep it. It's important for us to not let anything snuff out that light. Whether it's the wind, whether it's the rain, whatever external circumstance be it, whatever force there may be outside, you can do what you should do in order to keep that life alive, in order to keep that plant alive and grow. So it's important to guard your heart. The God deposits His Word and He gives the life. And unless God causes something to grow, it cannot grow. So the growth comes from God. We water it by being in the presence of God, by coming to the church services. God pours more in. And as He pours in, that water gives life. It goes inside. It causes the plant to grow. It's the living water, the Word of God. But then there's something that every gardener must do which is to, if you need to put a stake to it and tie the plant to it, you need to do that. Whatever restriction you need to place upon yourself so that you don't break and fall, you need to do it. Whatever boundaries that you need to set for your heart, for your mind, for your body, you need to do that. Self-control is necessary if you want to live. The Holy Spirit is speaking to our hearts. He's bringing these things and that's why I'm sharing it this morning. Self-control is crucial if we want to live 
if you want to live. Self-control is crucial. Whatever stake you need to tie yourself to, God says do it. Because strong winds will blow. The enemy will try to do whatever he can to take out that life. But if you do what you should do, prepare yourself for it, then the other plans you can fall away, but you will remain and you will grow. So the stake represents restrictions. Restrictions are good. Restrictions, when it comes from the Holy Spirit, they're good. Good bindings are good. Good restrictions are good. The restriction is not there. A loose spirit will come in. Restraint won't be there. At that time, the wind will come. The plant will feel like, oh, I'm able to wobble this side, I'm able to go this side, and I'm able to go forward, I'm able to bend backwards, and I'm able to do all these things. Wait until the wind blows. Being tied to the stake is very important. Restrictions are necessary for every Christian to grow. Just like how parental restrictions are important for a child to be healthy and to grow healthy, a parent who cares will say, after you come from school, you have to wash up and eat and do your homework. I'm talking about even people who don't know God. Parents who care about the children will say, you wash your hands before you eat. Those are restrictions. Parents who care about the children will say that if you are sick, you're coughing, cover your mouth, use tissue. Those are restrictions. The Bible says a child that is left to his own will bring his mother shame. And restrictions are not placed. Reproach follows. Restrictions, restrictions are not there. To protect the child, then reproach will follow. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Restrictions are important. Earthly parents have been given that spiritual ability in the senses, even those who don't know God, because God is placed within them in their conscience what is right and what is wrong. And the ability to care for their children, they do these things restrict their children when the vehicle comes and the child really wants to run and cross the road a parent who is in his or her right mind will yank the child pull them back and say stay here they will give a firm yell 
Blue fish. Stop. Don't go. What did the parent do? The parent just restricted the child from its free movement, running wild right into the traffic. Now the child can say, well, you hurt my feelings and you controlled me and you're controlling me where I go and I just wanted to go right into the middle of the traffic and you didn't let me go. It doesn't matter what the child says. The Bible says, he who uses the rod, a parent who uses the rod, saves the child from death. Restrictions are important. It is good. It is necessary. Chastening is good. It's important. It's necessary. At the moment, for a child who does not understand, doesn't see, doesn't want to see, it'll cause displeasure. But it saves their soul from death, from trouble. So restrictions are important. It's not optional. It's important. Restrictions are good for our soul. So just a plant, just like a plant, it needs that stick so that it can grow in a healthy manner and that it may not die prematurely. That binding to the laws of God, that binding that God places, those healthy restrictions are important. We cannot live without it. And Satan will come and say, wow, run wild, run wild. Freedom, run wild. You are your own. You have your own mind. You want to do your own thing. That independent spirit is toxic. Independent spirit is very toxic. It is important for us to be led. And as um, God has brought these points before us, it's important that time is important. Being tied to that stake is important. But Jesus Christ says in his word, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Take this yoke upon yourself. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Don't be yoke free. You need that yoke. You need that burden, which is important to keep you alive, which will help you thrive in the midst of adversity. God's yoke is easy, his burden is light, so we need to carry that. We need to be restricted in a good way so that we can be safe. The second day, the net. Good net. When the net is placed by the person who tends the plant, who takes care of the plant, they do it with much care and give enough room so that the plant can grow at the same time. Not too much room so that the plants uh, can be attacked by the beasts at the field and the fowls of the air. God is speaking to our hearts himself. The fowl of the air, birds of the air, 
are up there. See if they can take the fruit. The beast of the field, the animals that are out there, they're there to come in, eat the plants. It is important to have the restrictions over the net, we call it the safety net, to protect the plants from both the creatures that fly and the creatures that walk. It's protecting from all kinds of invasion. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Restrictions are important. Restrictions are necessary. Being tied to the stake. Carrying the yoke is important. We should be said, we should be people who should gladly receive the word no when that no can save our lives. We should be people who, ha- who should have enough wisdom to receive corrections from God. When the Lord sets a limit, the Lord says, this is where you stay, don't go past that. We should have enough wisdom to say, this is for my good and this is where I will stay. If Eve would have done that, she would have spared herself from a lot of trouble, spared humanity from a lot of trouble. Satan will always push and try to see how he can get God's people out of that restriction that God has placed. So the net that God places, or you have to place over yourself and whatever God has placed over you through whomever God has placed above you, so important to guard you, to protect you. So there are two kinds of protection. One is, you yield yourself to the protection that God has, and you guard yourself with all diligence. That means you protect yourself. Your cooperation in your own protection is important. Your cooperation in your own protection is crucial for your survival. That's where choosing life comes. You choose life, your choice. And you giving yourself over to the restrictions God has placed over you, you giving yourself over to the boundaries that God has set for you, you giving yourself over to guarding yourself with all diligence. All diligence. Not being careless and guarding yourself. You really must guard yourself with all diligence. And so, the stake is important because when the wind blows, you don't break down because the winds will blow. The net is very important because the wild beasts will come and the birds of the air will come. But these restrictions God places will keep you. It will keep you. You may not look very fancy looking from the outside, but you know what? You need it to live. It may look different from the other plants that are not guarded. It doesn't matter. When you have the protection that you need, 
You may look like a clown when you go outside with a hat and gloves and and a jacket and with all those things, but it keeps your body from getting sick. It doesn't matter what you feel. You may look like I'm wearing this bulky thing and weighing on my head and I have this in my fingers and it's not very comfortable and when I use the phone I really can't use it and I gotta take this off and do you know what? You're protecting your bones, you're protecting your nerves. And you got in the freezing weather. It's important to understand and value the work of restrictions that are placed upon our lives so that we can live. God is speaking to our hearts as well. What God places before us, it is for us to live. When those are tampered with, it will lead us to death. So Satan will come and say, why don't you take this off? Do you have to be tied to this stake all the time? Why do you have to be under this net? Why can't you look like everyone else outside? Well, when the wind blows, we'll know. If the everyone that are outside will stay alive. Your goal is not to look at others and copy others and see what others do because you can die. Your goal has to be I want to live, I want to grow, I want to bear fruit. I want to fulfill the purpose for which God has deposited His Word into me. And He's watering me. All I need to do is stay within the boundaries that God has placed. And as the Lord spoke to us yesterday, or the day before, simple things He tells us to do. Simple things. God tells us to do simple things. When we say that, oh Lord, it's so hard and I really can't do it and you're asking me for things that I can't do it and this Christian life is so hard and you know, say all those things. We just deceive ourselves and we just deprive ourselves of the blessings that God has for us. God will never call us to do anything that's hard for us to do or I should say anything that's impossible for us to do. Because through Him we can do all things. What may look hard and what may look impossible becomes possible through Christ who works in us. So we're not by ourselves trying to accomplish, climb on some Himalayan mountain. God says, I carry you. God says, I lift you up. God is not telling us to stay on ground and flap our hands and try to do our best to see if we can fly and if we fly then praise the Lord we give a testimony no he gives power to the things and he causes us to soar like the eagles he is the one who lifts us up we need to stay in his hand that's restriction we can say well I don't want to be in your hand I want to just run all over at that point we forfeit the blessings of God. We forfeit 
all that God has for us. Because in His hands, there's safety and also there's elevation. He places us in high places. He causes us to walk on high ground. We have to be within the hand of God. That's restriction. Restrictions are good and are placed by God. Boundaries are good. God is set for His people. Every boundary that God has placed is important for us to follow. If you raise your children with no boundaries, they can be worse than animals. If you don't put boundaries for the animals that you have in your house, you can't stay in your home. Restrictions are important for every creation of God that God has placed in order to thrive, in order to be well, in order to grow, in order to live. And so we have signs everywhere. This is where you go wash your hands, and this is where you go eat, and this is where you go put your plates. So if you have your paper plates, this is where the garbage can is. You have signs everywhere. You also have fines. But you see, if you don't follow it, you'll be fined for littering. Why do they have all these things? We have restrictions all over this earth where we live. Where lawlessness is, death will be there. Restrictions are necessary for us to live, for us to thrive. When we don't bring ourselves under the mighty hand of God, as God says, then we will face death. God's word says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. In due time, God will lift you up. To all those who obey Him, to all those who give themselves to God, so that God can restrict them, tie them to that stake, so that they don't die, but they thrive. So that God can put that net over them so that they don't get eaten up by the wild beasts or the birds of the air. God says, good restrictions are meant for you to live. When God says no, it is for you to live and not die. When God says stop, it is for you to live and not die. Always remember that. Every time God restricts, it is for your own protection. So these two things, I pray, God will help you to keep in your heart. You need the stake. And it is the grace of God, only a gardener who cares about the plant will take the time to place the stake and tie the plant to the stake. Only a gardener who cares for the plant will take the time to invest in the net and put the net over the plant and make sure it's secure so that the plants are not eaten by the wild beasts and the birds of the air. It's because God cares. It's because God cares. God 
watches over us and he places the restrictions that each person needs depending on where they stand and how they are to grow them in order to bear fruit. There's an expectation there. With all the investment that goes, there's an expectation that is there, which is to bear fruit. That's why the gardener does all these things. He cares about the plant and also he wants to see the plant thrive and bear fruit. God is speaking to our hearts today. Yielding yourself to God-given boundaries will cause you to flourish under God's mighty hand. Wherever you are, remember this. Being led is the most important thing. Being fed is the most important thing. When you are led, you must yield yourself to the leading of the Holy Spirit and leading of the Good Shepherd, the Chief Shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, through the shepherds God has provided. Being fed is the most important thing. Without God giving us food, without the shepherds feeding us, we won't have it. So that's the supernatural part. But what is the natural part? What can you do to benefit from it? Eating that. Yielding yourself to the leading of God, leading of the Holy Spirit. To the gardener that God has placed over you. Yielding yourself to God by eating the food that is placed before you. You're not cooking. You're not cutting those vegetables. You're not making the food. But when it's placed before you, it is your duty to eat if you want to live, if you want to grow. You're not providing green pastures for yourself or still waters for yourself. You're led to it. You've been given green pastures. You've been given still waters. But following is your job. When God places restrictions, and God says, this is the way walk in it, veering off of it will bring death. When God says, this is where you should be, trying to run out of it and say, well, I want to enjoy. Why should I just be here? Like the children of Israel did, they said, oh, I have to eat manna? Why can't we eat what we ate in Egypt? And how soon they forgot that they were eating the food that no one on earth ever had besides them. No one on earth will never have besides them. How soon they forgot. How soon they forgot. How soon they forgot. May God help us to understand the importance of what God has given to us. If we don't value what is before us, we will choose death. If we don't value what God has placed upon our lives so graciously, we will choose death. Or when God has given to us His manner, day after day after day, it is important to value that. Eat it. Eat the food that has been given by God. 
accept this for you, with no excuses whatsoever. Do what God has told you to do. Stay within the boundaries that God has set. Take in what God has given before you. Make full use of it, then you're going to see how you're going to grow, because growth comes from God. As you simply do the simple things that God says, every time you receive the word, and this word, God led us to do the recap. You take what God has spoken, and you hear the notes again, to refresh your memories, so that you know what God has spoken to you. You know what God spoke to you the previous night. Or you know what God spoke to you the previous morning. You know what God spoke to you. When you heard his word, it's so important to pay attention. God says, diligently listen. Be careful to observe. It means you have to be careful to listen. Take it in. And then be careful to do it. Be diligent. Because only then you can benefit from it. There's a big difference from swallowing the food and chewing your food. Big difference. You're not going to digest if you swallow chicken pieces and beef pieces and meat pieces and even vegetable pieces. It's like God has given us teeth. God has given us saliva to mix with the food so that it can digest. You take the time. It takes time. It takes time to eat. It takes time to chew. Give the time that is necessary for your soul so that your soul can grow, it can live and not die. Nothing is more important than that. Nothing is more important than that. Everything else will perish. If you don't prepare for the storm that is coming, when you know that a storm is coming, if you don't prepare for the winter that is coming, if you don't prepare for the famine that is coming, if you don't prepare, Jesus said the storm will come and beat against that house. So if you don't prepare yourself for the winds that are coming and don't tie yourself to the stick that God has graciously given and abide by the word that God has placed in front of you, then when the storm comes, when the wind blows, you will go crashing down. God is speaking to our hearts this morning. Every restriction God has placed is good for your soul. Every medicine that God gives is good for your spirit and your soul and your body. It is important to take it. It's the reason why God told the children of Israel not only to put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, but to eat the bitter herbs. It's necessary. It's necessary. Without that, you're not leaving Egypt. If you forget that and just talk about the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, you're not speaking the truth as a whole. If they would have simply put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost and did not do the rest, you think the angel of death would have passed by? No. You think that they would have left Egypt? No. Obedience to God has to be obey, obeying God in all things. Obedience to God is not partial obedience. Obedience to God is obeying God in all things. That's what will help us. When you drive the car, if you just say, that, well, I'm just going to put my foot on the gas pedal and I'm not going to 
hold the steering wheel. Or I'm going to hold the steering wheel and I'm not going to put my foot on the gas pedal. See how it goes. You need to follow direction and follow fully. If you say that I can hold the steering wheel, I can put my foot on the gas pedal, but I don't apply brakes. I'm not comfortable with it. You can't be switching your foot like that. I just like to just keep it on the gas pedal. See what happens. Or if you just say, well, I'm too lazy to use everything, so I'm not going to do anything about anything. I'm just going to put it on cruise control and just go. 65 miles, speed limit, and I'm going to keep it 65 miles. doesn't matter if the guy in front of me slows down and he goes 30, I'll still go 65. Because why should I use the brakes? Try it and see what happens. God has given us wisdom to do things in the earthly realm. But when it comes to the soul, we give a thousand and one excuses. By doing that, we deceive ourselves. By doing that, we deliberately choose death. God is speaking to our hearts of this hour. Don't give excuses. Be real. When you're wrong, face it and say I'm wrong. When you are sick, face it and say I'm sick. When you are wounded, face it and say I'm wounded. Don't just stay there and have a pity party. That's another demonic syndrome. If you're sick and wounded, get the help you need and make use of it. There are people who go to the doctor and say that, I need this, I need that, I have all that. And then when the doctor gives the medicines, they won't take it. Well, I have to remember to take it every night at 12 o'clock. And, you know, sometimes I sleep at 9 and I miss it at 12 and see how you feel. You're not going to get well. Why did you even go to the doctor? Well, the doctor told me to get all the lab work done and, and you know what, I don't think I should go there and plus I have to pay these co-pays and why should I pay co-pays? I don't want to pay co-pays and these people are asking for co-pays and, and I'm not going. I'll be a fool who says that. You're going for your health and you're looking at the co-pay? You don't want to pay the co-pay and you don't want to get yourself tested? You want to end up with a bigger medical situation where you have to be rushed to the ER at that point. You may lose your life. How foolish it will be. How foolish it will be. If you don't look at what you need to look at, the way you need to look at in order for you to live. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Be smart. Choose life. Be under the mighty hand of God. Learn to obey. Learn to obey. Learn to follow. Don't be your own leader. Learn to be under the mighty hand of God because that's where you can grow. That's where you can live. That's where you will thrive. God is speaking to our hearts of this hour. Good restrictions are good. Being in the presence of God is necessary.
being in the presence of God is necessary, then what do you do with that? Once God invests into you, what do you do with that? You take it and you say, Lord, I will take the restrictions. You take it and you say, Lord, I will abide by this. Once that line is drawn, I won't cross over. See, those who learn to obey and obey are the ones who will bring forth much fruit. They will live. They won't be eaten by wild beasts. When the storm comes and beats upon that house, that house will stand. It will stand. Are you ready to face the storms that will come in your life? Are you ready? Are you prepared for it? Are you tied to the stake? Do you have a proper covering of yourself? Are you within the boundary that God has set for you? Are you a good listener? Are you a good follower? Without humility, you cannot do any of those things. Without humility, you cannot do any of these things. God says, choose life. Stay within the boundaries that God has given. Be someone who will yield yourself to God. Learn to follow. Be within the place that God has placed. And however God leads, through the shepherds God has placed over you, follow. Follow your shepherds that God has placed over you. The Bible says, watch the lives of those who are over you and imitate their faith. We need to have shepherds after God's heart. It can be a sheep with no shepherd. That's like a plant with no stake and no covering. On its own, ready to be eaten by the wild beasts. It's like a child that is left to itself. Or the child was born, but it's just left outside. See how it goes. It is important to be responsible in doing your part. Staying there. I will stay within the boundaries that God has placed for me. I will stay. And I will grow. I will be within the courts of the Lord God Almighty where I can flourish. Even the sparrow found a place in it in the altar of God. Even that had wisdom. She knows where to lay her egg. She knows where safety is. Not out there in the wild, but in the presence of God. God is speaking to our hearts today. May the Spirit of God drive into your spirits these two pictures that God has brought this morning. There are many scriptures God has brought, even without us all having to open the Bible. Many scriptures have given during this hour, along with the illustrations that the Spirit of God has brought before me, have placed before you. It is important for you to take this to heart. Keep this in front of you.
If you want to be the plant, it will thrive. If you want the word of God to thrive through you, then you have to yield yourself to God. To give yourself over to the restrictions God has placed. Tie yourself to the stake and be under the covering that God has placed. And see how you will grow. How safe you will be. In the midst of the wild beasts and in the midst of the fowl of the air. In the midst of the storms. In the midst of heavy winds. See how you'll thrive. Because these are all the factors that cannot be avoided. You can't avoid wild bees. You cannot avoid the fowl of the air. You cannot avoid the strong winds. You cannot avoid the heavy rain. You cannot avoid. You cannot avoid these things. These things will happen. You will face these things. But do you have everything you need to keep you safe? Have you given yourself over to the restrictions that God has placed? Have you willingly yielded yourself? Have you willingly given your neck over to God's yoke? God is speaking at this hour. So that you can be yoked together with Jesus Christ and be safe. So that you can bring forth much fruit. Shall we pray? Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this time that you gave to us this morning. You're the God of all comfort. The Father of mercy, you are in our midst at this hour. You've spoken to us, Lord. We've heard it. It is up to us now to choose life or to choose death. And we hear your loving voice, yet firm voice, prompting us very often to choose life. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for speaking to us this morning. Thank you for placing your word in front of us so that we can live. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your immense love. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray that you will bless your people this morning. Oh Lord, I pray may they have understanding hearts by giving themselves over to the fear of the Lord. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Oh Lord, may they continue to be hearers of your word and doers of your word. Wherever there's disobedience and wherever there's hidden sin, I pray, Father, that you will bring it out in Jesus' name. Bring out everything that is unclean, that you will continue to purify this house of God. Oh Lord, that every single person may be perfected in your ways, that they may stand before you, rejoicing and not with shame, that they may stand before you to receive the rewards that you have for them, O God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That they may grow 
the way that God has blessed them to grow. That they may walk in that blessing and inherit every blessing of God that God has placed upon them. O oh God of heaven and earth, the Lord God who sees and who hears, who answers from heaven, I pray that you will touch your people this morning. Break every chain. Wherever there is disobedience, Father, I pray that you will bring down the spirits of disobedience. And I pray may an obedient spirit be given. Wherever there is foolishness, Lord, in the hearts of your people, may it be replaced with your wisdom. Wherever there is pride, O oh Lord, I pray, may it be stripped away from your people and be replaced with humility. May your people be proactive, O oh Lord, in giving themselves over to your word. May they be proactive in giving themselves over to the stake and the covering that you have for them. One day in the course of God is better than a thousand days elsewhere. May they value what you have given. May they not become like Esau in any way and throw away the treasure that you have given, O oh Father. May they be alert to the wild beasts that are around them. May they be alert to the birds of the air that want to rob them. May they be alert to the winds and the heavy rains that come to quench the work of God in their lives. Every time you invest into them, may they be people who secure those investments so they can profit by it and grow into everything that you've called them to be. With this blessing, I bless them with as a servant standing in the presence of God before the throne of God according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God I pronounce your blessing upon the people of this hour that they may inherit every word which is spoken today and to live by every word that you have spoken today that they may grow by every word that you have spoken today that they may thrive in the midst of opposition by every word that you have spoken today. That they may yield much fruit by every word that you have spoken today. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen.